that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 2, Purpose and the Machine, which originally aired on October 6th of 2015. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. Fitz and the team enlists the aid of an Asgardian to unlock the secrets of the ancient monolith that swallowed Simmons. And Agent May is at a crossroads in her personal and professional life. Just gotta say, there are a lot of vowels at the beginning of that <laughs> time to be summary. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll just uh, jump right into it. Uh, the first bit is in 1839 in England, a where a mysterious group of men randomly pick one of their own to sacrifice to the monolith. So, um, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much that whole scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they pretty much, they all have, uh, pull stones out of a bag, and everyone gets a black stone, except for one guy gets a white stone. So they give him a sword and a top hat to defend himself with, and then send them to be sacrificed to the monolith. <laughs> what a waste uh, of a good top hat. I know, right? Uh, we do get a one little Easter egg that connects back to our hundredth anniversary or hundredth. I keep doing that. <laughs> our hundredth episode celebration. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're pretty much three lords with speaking roles. There's the young one, the old one who doesn't get sacrificed, and the guy who does. The older one who does not get sacrificed was um. He's had three, like, important roles that I've actually cared to look at. The actor, Alex Hyde-White. He was uh, young Henry Jones in Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. But more importantly, he was Reed Richards in the 1994 Fantastic Four. <gasps> I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he played, quote-unquote, young man in the Captain America um, uh, TV movie that I watched. So he was in both oh. of them. <laughs> Man, this guy has uh, quite a long, long history in, yeah. in side MCU or side Marvel uh, film. Hmm. <laughs> Marvel bastard children. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I guess it was only a matter of time until he ended up in something MCU related. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to cover for this teeny tiny part at the beginning? No, no, that's it. I mean, I, I, I like that, you know, they're showing that uh, this apparently this monolith has been uh, around for quite a long time. So that's good to know. But yeah, that's it. I've got nothing. Okay. So my next IMDU summary is probably just as long as the amount we're going to talk about. No, actually, this is a very long <laughs> section. This is the main bulk of the episode. Fitz gets new evidence that the monolith may actually be a portal to another planet. He, Coulson, and Bobby recruit the Asgardian, Elliot Randolph, to help them unlock the secrets of the portal. And this brings them to the same castle in Gloucestershire from the flashback. They bring the monolith there, and with Daisy's help, they open the portal, and Fitz saves Simmons. Woo! 
Yeah, so, yeah, this is a big bulk of the episode. Um, so we start off with uh, Fitz, Fitz's tantrum from the last, the end of the last episode, which um, I gotta say Fitz in the tantrums, awesome band, so I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, Bobby, Max, Lance, and Daisy stop him. And as soon as they stop him and they close the door, it turns liquid. That's either really good or really bad luck for Fitz, however you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, considering seeing the end of the episode, I guess it was good luck. But uh, yeah. considering that's the, that's what he wanted, I guess it was bad luck in the moment. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I mean, remembering back to when we saw this episode way back 2015, um, it, I thought that the stone was sentient. And didn't want to take fits for a certain reason. Hmm. Obviously, I'm I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I mean, the, the end of this episode. Yeah. I mean, given the little that we know, we're had, you know knew at the time. Then yeah, that that makes just as much sense as anything else. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, because of that tantrum, uh, Fitz finds some impossible sand, which reminds me of something that the Eleventh Doctor would find in Doctor Who. <laughs> But uh, it the sand predates the Earth by a billion years. So uh, we find out that um, so it gives everybody new hope that uh, Simmons is alive, which makes me feel like Coulson. It's gotta feel really bad that he just tried to convince Fitz like ten minutes ago to let her be dead. Oh yeah, totally. Well. <laughs> He, he probably feels the worst, but, like, everyone else was thinking the same thing, right? They were all thinking give up. They just didn't want to tell him. Yeah, but Fitz told... I mean, Coulson told him. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, so, um, I did not yeah. know that you could carbon date um, sand, like rocks. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, can, I guess you, you can, can carbon, carbon date rocks. anything, but... That's good to yeah, know. Um, carbon dating, when they carbon date, um, like, fossils, uh, fossil actually turns, uh, bone turns to stone after a certain amount of time. I can't remember the half-life. But what they do is they actually sample the stone and see how long it has been stone before it turns to, from bone. So they just, so if you can carbon date pretty much any rock to see how long the carbon's been around. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, after this discovery, uh, Coulson sends everyone off to their own storylines. Says Bobby's going to stay with them in this storyline. Uh, Mac and Daisy still need to build their team in their storyline. And uh, Hunter has his own mission in his own storyline. So we'll get to everyone else later. Yeah, you know, it kind of, it, it's a little weird. Because it kind of took me out of the episode when Coulson was literally saying, you're going off to your storyline, you're doing your storyline. Like, they <laughs> could have at least hit it and used different words, but no. Like, right. yeah, they didn't have to use the actual word storyline. I thought that was weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, and then Fitz tells Coulson that he needs a guy, or needs people who are experts in, like, Einstein, Rosen, Bridges. And the history of the monolith, and like two or three other things I didn't care to write down. And luckily, Coulson knows all this in one guy, so they only have to make one trip. 
Uh, I think you forgot the sandwich that Fitz said he needed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? He would have been disappointed with the sandwich because Simmons isn't there to make him a special sandwich. So. That's true. A, a reminder that he needs to work uh, work more at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's really lucky since Fitz was just in a desert that that sand wasn't from Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't put that together. Nope. Just thought about that, actually. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, good good thing he, he grabbed the, the sand from a billion years before Earth, not you know, the other sand in his pocket. <laughs> the sand that was like from six days ago? I don't know how old sand is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I I bet it's pretty old. I'm just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh they go and pick up this uh person. Uh it's Elliot Randolph. Is that Elliot his name? I just wrote Randolph for the rest of it. <laughs> I I have no I idea. Could, I I could literally scroll his, up his name. I wrote it in the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> mm, it's too difficult. Yep, Elliot Randolph. Who we last saw in season one, the episode The Well, when they should have been fighting that big ice dog, but they didn't. <laughs> they fought him. You know, we're, we're going to complain about this every episode of this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That damn ice no, dog they should have been fighting. No, times when they mention Asgard's or show planets that Asgardians have been on. AKA okay, Earth. that seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> so there's literally one episode where we won't talk about it when they don't go to Earth. Okay, alright. Ah. <laughs> uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Tony, yeah, um, can oh, go ahead. Sorry, can can you really quickly remind me, like, because I I I remember the vague stuff about him being on Earth and not wanting to go back to Asgard. Do you remember why? Yeah, he was here for an Asgardian war, most likely the one shown at the beginning of Thor, and he just decided to stay because he likes Earth. And he doesn't want to be brought back to Asgard. Okay, because he's basically he's basically like a soldier who went AWOL and he doesn't want to get tried or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It, oh. Uh, okay. I was going to make a point, but he actually brings it up later, so never mind. Okay. So. <laughs> so yeah. So he's in jail. Um. And gets threatened by Coulson that they'll bring him to task force. So he decides to rip off the door and come with them. Blaming Coulson for ripping off the door. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's the ultimate power play. It's like when, spoilers for Luke Cage, no one will remember this in a year and a half when we cover Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. The super people who decide to stay in jail because it's the right thing to do, or in this case, to lay low, but he could leave at any time he wanted to. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he even brought it up, right? Like, he, he wanted to stay there. He gets three meals a day. He likes reading the books. No one's bothering him. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he yeah, only uh, left to be an ass, I guess. Or yeah. left that oh, way um, by taking the door off. Well, yeah, so Coulson wouldn't turn him in. Um, mm-hmm. Although, could they stop him? He's an Asgardian. <laughs> he can't be bulleted. How do you... I mean... Can he? We don't really know. Well, I mean... We have never nope, seen can't. an Asgardian be shot and He's with not an Asgardian, but... Yeah, but Loki, I assume, had armor. He wasn't shot, like, in the face. He was shot by machine guns at the beginning of Avengers. Yeah, but he has armor. Right? 
That's what I assumed. His armor protected him. I'm sure that one of those machine guns was a headshot. They were just spraying him down before he started mind-controlling everybody. And stabbing them. Okay, alright. I'll, I'll trust you there, but I, I don't know. We gotta rewatch it. I'll, I'll just rewatch The Avengers this weekend. How about that? I, I do want to rewatch The Avengers. Or part two of The Avengers. Part two of The Avengers? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Al. Mm-hmm. Because we're recording this way in advance. This is the end of April. We probably covered part two. Oh, that's right. For April Fool's Day. <laughs> that's right. I we literally have that. not talked about it. But it's probably already been done. <laughs> yeah, it's basically been our plan for the past year. And it was on a Monday this year. You're right. So, okay. All right. Cool. Screws <laughs> up all our recording. Oh, God, it does. Oh, well. Two episodes. Anyway. This month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> listeners, you might be listening to us like we're idiots. Because we are. So, mm-hmm. we'll just keep going. That's fair. Um, so they take uh Randolph to the monolith into this as guardian they don't completely trust into their secret base of operations. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, and Randolph uh Fitz says that it liquefies at random because he's compared it to like solar movements and the movements of the Earth and X Y and Z. And Randolph points out that it could seem random on Earth because it's connecting to another planet. Wouldn't it still have a regular cycle if it were connected to something on another planet? It's just we wouldn't know what it coordinated to. That's a good point. I'm trying to think about it now. Just like every 27 hours and 43 minutes, it liquefies. We don't know why it does it at that (laughs) that incrementation. But it would be normal. It would be a cycle. That's assuming it's based off of the the day calendar, like it's you know the the oh, day yeah. of of that planet. Um, but that would also mean that it would be on for that amount, that same amount of time. And we like on the show, we've never even seen it like open for that right amount of, or that same amount of time. It's always just different. Well, I'm saying. Randolph's thing is like you can't predict it because it's based on a cycle on another planet. I don't know what the cycle is, but if there is a cycle on another planet, it would have like it would be regular, wouldn't it? Well, did he say cycle or did he say it's controlled by something on another planet? Because I mean, okay, spoiler for the you know the end of this episode, it's it's not, but. It's possible that someone on the other planet is just hitting a button. Maybe they're like lost on an island and every so often at some random interval they have to hit a button or something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, do we under do we ever find out why it opens? I don't, I don't think so, no. <laughs> uh maybe maybe at the end of the season or as we get closer to the end of the season or midway through the season. The like mid season finale is you're right. Okay, yeah. The big thing that happens. I'm not going to okay. say anything so, more than that. That's that's fair. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's when we find, but I I guess not. I don't think so. I, I think they really explained the majority of it in this episode when they start talking about the vibrations of that building where they activate it and all that stuff. So 
maybe that's it. Maybe there's some weird natural occurring thing on that other planet that creates vibrations that yeah. activate the monolith. True. So, yeah, it could have nothing to do with the cycle of it turning. It's just, I don't know, something. I, I, I got nothing. But, I mean, you're, you're right. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or pl- planet quakes. I mean, there's not Earth. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they also show Randolph the symbol. <laughs> he's like he recognizes the symbol from the castle he goes to the plane which shows me that he's really into this <laughs> he is well he's really invested in finding a portal to you know get rid of on this planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think he's you know he's a man who's enjoyed human culture for so long he probably couldn't resist and being like to the plane <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he <laughs> got a little native. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like how how as soon as he saw that word, he said, "I I know this. I've seen this before." And then someone says, "Yeah, it it's a common word. It's it's death in Hebrew." He's like, "No, I saw it etched somewhere." Which I I don't I don't know. Like this feels like kind of stretching a little. Um, mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, I can't remember what I had for breakfast today. How am I supposed to remember what happened? I saw 150 years ago. Right, but it's just a single word, right? Like, like that's imagine you know you live that long in 150 years, you see the word hello in Spanish, or I guess hola, written, and then you're like, oh, I remember this. This was written on a Aztec pyramid. <laughs> Let me take That'd it. That'd be there. weird because I didn't speak Spanish, but okay, I get I get your meaning. Yeah, yeah, double weird on that case, yeah. <laughs> See, but you'd remember it. You would remember that they had a Spanish word on the Aztec pyramid, like you would remember a Hebrew word in an English castle. Okay, I guess I'm that works. Like, That's weird. I, I remember that. It still feels like a stretch. I'll, I'll go with it because it works out for the episode. But it still feels like, like. I don't know, just the one word thing, like that could mean anything. Like, all right, that's that's fine, but yeah. Yeah, it is a stretch. I, I, I agree with that. It's just <laughs> it might be unusual enough because he went there on the mission to like to see if there's actually a portal to the stars and decided wrongly that there wasn't, but it was a big clue to figuring out that there wasn't a portal. So maybe that okay, so he... when you live such a long life, it's probably the only the big events like possibly finding a portal in the eighteen hundreds to another planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't know. so 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 what you're saying is basically maybe he just immediately linked that with well, when I was checking out this portal, I saw that word on the wall, and so maybe I was wrong. So we'll go there so is that kind of what you're leading with yeah more it's just like i went there to find about the, the portal yes the portal wasn't there but hey it was a memorable event went to this weird party with fire dancers and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you're going with that okay all right that works <laughs> so um they go to the plane and fly to gloucestershire um I looked it up. Apparently, there are five castles in that town, um, which oh. to me opens up a whole 
big like history question about what situation did they have there where there were five people who could afford castles and were they battling each other or what the whole situation was in the same town <laughs> that's a good point now i'm curious yeah oh well um but like the only one in ruins is goodrich castle so i guess it's that one but it's still used as a tourist attraction i don't think there are many abandoned castles in england but i was trying to figure out what castle this was I mean, I know there's a ton of castles, but yeah, you're probably right. There aren't a lot left that are that are abandoned. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm curious about like. Anyway, I'm I you know my uh, middle ages knowledge is restricted to Game of Thrones and the show Vikings, so <laughs> not exactly historically accurate. So I thought, well, I mean, it's like, the, really. The... You probably don't have a wide breadth of knowledge, but I mean, that knowledge that you know from the time is probably pretty accurate, I'd say. So, well, yeah, but there were, there aren't dragons in real life, as far as I know. And if there are, tell me now so I can get one. But... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after this. Yeah, okay, thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I want to find out what situation led five castles in the same town to pop up. But this is literally something that I could research and find out instead of like all this MCU stuff where we don't get an answer for. I'm just not going to do the work. <laughs> okay, that's fair. You, you do enough work for this podcast. It's cool. You take a break. I... Time to yourself. Thanks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this, but we find the carvings. Uh, that means Maveth or Maveth, uh, which means death by punishment. And um, Randolph just decided that it was like some ritualistic killing, so he lost interest in, and went to see the fire dancers. <laughs> um, because of the symbol, they kind of call out that that's why Coulson decided to take off the shield symbol off the sides of all their vehicles. So he couldn't <laughs> resist keeping the eagle on top of their jet. Yeah, some things are just cool. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> also, that's the top of the jet. I mean... Yeah, who's yeah. going to see it except for higher planes? Exactly. Yeah, I don't see the tops of jets very often. They could all have eagles on them. <gasps> they could. Birds of prey. Or various birds of prey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in a move that would make Tony Stark proud, uh, they find a secret door. Yay. Yay. Uh, which brings a question... But it's kind of a spoilery question, but I'm not going to remember it later. Okay. So, mm -hmm. should we do, like, put two minutes on the clock and tell people to fast forward? Okay. That sounds good to me. Okay. All right. And so, go. And go. So, um, this, we know that uh, Maveth is connected to ancient Hydra, right? Right. Um, and then Hydra controlled the Sokovia castle that had secret doorways. Could this mm -hmm. be, like, the same people made both castles always controlled by hydra um yeah that would make a lot of sense i mean if i remember correctly this season is very hydra heavy on things mm -hmm. um so yeah it was probably the same same group that did hydra e stuff or the same yeah. hydra group because like there's there's different factions basically right they kind of splinter off every so often yeah this reminds me of um 
Shield had an, a comic called Shield where it's like the founding of Shield with Nostradamus and stuff like that. Uh huh. And I thought, yeah, it's just so much. I realized two minutes was too long. So what do you want to talk about for the next minute? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Um, I mean, we're both old. I mean, do you just wake up in pain not knowing why? Like that's been happening a no, lot. No, I know recently. why. It's because oh. I I had a wild youth. Ah, not, okay. That's a lie. I'm just in pain all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you you want to talk about how old we're going to be when we finally finish this podcast? Oh God, we never do. Mm. We'll be in our fifties. Yeah, it's like the Star Wars minutes, guys. They started the podcast thinking there, oh, we're going to do six movies, and then Disney bought Star Wars, <laughs> and now they have to do it forever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yay! <laughs> really curious <laughs> where that goes. <laughs> They're covering episode seven right now. <laughs> They're just oh, like, gotcha. we're going to do this forever. <laughs> we made a <laughs> terrible mistake. Like, in jest. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like what we think, right? Like, we made a mistake, but... Yeah. All right. All right, we're back. It's been two minutes. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's been two minutes, I think. Okay, all right. I don't cool. know. I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're at, we're at the two minutes. At least now we're definitely over the two minutes. So okay. we've also had enough of that buffer time so that anyone who fast-forwarded knows that we're back to the the normal conversation topic. So we should be good now. Yeah, so um, they go through the secret door, yay, and um, find uh, Dr. Frankenstein's lab, apparently. <laughs> yeah. This uh, lab built in the late 1800s that still has working electricity and working gears and everything works perfectly fine. As long as you don't bring an earthquake eating human in there, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, once they find this room, they figure out that's made to hold the monolith because it has a pit roughly the size of the monolith. I feel like it's a big jump, but you know. Yeah, it could just be a fire pit. They could uh, make some s'mores yeah. in there, but all right. Yeah. So um, Colson instantly has uh, decides to have Mac bring the monolith over to England. Safest idea. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just taking up space. They they just kind of want to convert that room into something, right? Want to use yeah. it for anything, really? Yeah. Yeah. What would you use a secret room like that for? If you move you into know, a house I mean, <laughs> that just happened to have a secret room and you had to use it for something. Oh, God. I, I feel like if, if you have to use it for something, you'd be like the hangout room, but like the by yourself hangout room, right? Like you got some video game consoles, you got TV, but like it's just for you. It's not like it's not like the social hangout room where like if you have some friends over or something, you know, maybe you have a foosball table or something. It's it's not one of those. Like this is this is just for you. You got a recliner, not a sofa. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like you would would you put the Xbox and the Switch in there? And, oh God, you'd have you... to buy an extra one of each, huh? Because you don't want <laughs> people to know. Like, exactly. Oh. It's like you either have to buy an extra one or just like everybody look over there and then open the door, <laughs> run in game switch your front back out. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, and at that point, you got to buy like you got to make sure you buy the digital copies, because if you buy the physical copies of the games and you leave them in the wrong yep. room. Oh, God. <laughs> it seems like too much work for me. That's true. What would you, you know use exactly that room what for? I would use it for. It would be my Dungeons and Dragons room. Ah, yeah, that's true. Yep. 
That'd be a good room for that too. It'd be cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, do you know who Joe Mangliano is? I always me- ruined his name. But no, I don't know. Who he's. He was in. Well, my wife knows him from Magic Mike, but he was also in, he's like um, he's a guy dressed up in the bad wig as Deathstroke in the post credit scene of um, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> He he's he's a relatively he's like a relatively known actor. I think he was in True Blood, but anyway, he's also he's married to Sofia Vergara. If you know who she is, I know who she is. I still don't yeah. know who this guy is, but okay. Well, anyway, he's a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan, and in his house, he took in over the entire basement and made a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon to play games in, and <laughs> uh. Sophia Vergara was on like Colbert or something, and she was mm-hmm. just complaining about it. And a few weeks later, <laughs> he was in Colbert, and they were just nerding out about it. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> oh, that is great. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would do with a secret room. Okay, well, that fits. <laughs> no, Fitz is in this. Ah, oh, you're right. <laughs> anyway, so they, they fly the Zephyr one and drop it into the castle like luckily there's a shaft that goes straight from the top of the castle all the way down to the secret room no i thought they just uh, made a hole it's it's not like it's a historical building or anything well that's why this was this is in the middle of the codswalds where my aunt owns a cabin or yeah like a cabin in the codswalds so i've never been there but i've seen pictures this is a heavy heavily populated area it's right next oh. to oxford <laughs> you know, oh the, god the famous okay. college yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm just like that. They didn't even make the Zephyr um, invisible. You can obviously see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they just made it seem like this was out in the middle of nowhere. I guess uh, they didn't really do great research on this. Nope. Okay. Someone dropped the ball. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah, also Mac and uh, Daisy show up from their um, storyline. Join this one. <laughs> and uh, they open the portal. They pull the lever. You know, that's <laughs> what you do when you see a lever. You gotta pull it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, After over 150 years, it still works. <laughs> More did until Daisy w- was in there and shook everything and passed out and destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. Did she shake they... the whole building? I thought she wasn't uh, doing anything. I thought she just passed out. I thought... This is my understanding. Was she was shaking it as a reaction to it. Because although this is really old. You'd think it would be like reinforced to handle the regular reverberations. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe it's just because it was really old it was collapsing. And it also That's... hurt her. That's true. Have you seen that? Um, uh, was it castles in like I don't remember it's Scotland or Ireland or whatever? They're they're like starting to crumble and fall apart just because of climate change. No, but I know that happened in Greece. A lot of the limestone uh, ruins started crumbling when, during the Industrial Revolution because of all the stuff in the air. So it oh, makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so that's you know going to contribute to probably you know these things uh, breaking mm-hmm. apart. But, huh. That's true. Well, after everything breaks apart, 
they decide that Daisy is going to risk her life to open the portal so they can drop a drone in there. <laughs> and everyone's fine with it. <laughs> Even though she's still probably bleeding internally from what happened 10 seconds ago. She was bleeding from her nose, so it can't be great. Yeah, and passed out. Yeah, and passed out. But you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Now she's ready for it. She she knows what to yeah, expect. It's, yeah, it's been it's been fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, we we missed it. Um, Fitz shot a flare into the um, the portal. I guess we would call it. That's right. This first uh, time the the first time that they opened it, he did. Yeah. So um yeah so Daisy opens the portal and instead of dropping the drone in instantly, Fitz jumps in like an idiot. Into this possibly radioactive or non-oxygenated environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is fair, because yeah. at the beginning of the episode, he wanted to kill himself by going in anyway. So, Yes, that's true. He's still If he's still in that mindset, it's only been like, what, a day? Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, so there's a sandstorm, and surprisingly, Simmons is right there. We mm-hmm. find out because she saw the, the flare. Um, and they they grab each other and they almost lose grip and it's oh it's so dramatic and oh god and then suddenly the monolith explodes for a reason. I don't <laughs> I don't know the reason, <laughs> but we see that Simmons has been saved by Fitz. Yay! And they're all alive and everyone's happy. Yay! <laughs> and I Tony Singer thinking like I thought that took much longer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, every time something like this happens, I, I remember that, oh yeah, so much happens in every season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, like, we, we, we're we used to other shows where, you know, something like this would have been, like, maybe the mid-season finale or maybe a week or two before. But no, yeah. it's just, just now. She's, she's back. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. Cool. I mean, I, we talk about this a lot, but, like, comparing it to The Flash. The Flash takes forever <laughs> to do everything. Yeah. Which, Which should be the opposite. Such a fast think. character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, she saved Yay. <laughs> and then uh the last little bit is um back on the plane. Uh we get a little bit on Randolph who's happy that the portal's destroyed. And then he asks about what Daisy is. I almost told this guy, like Bill does. <laughs> <laughs> and he said To he be fair, Colson's called... been at it for like a few months. Like we're we're just remembering this week. Yeah, but we've known for like four years. Ah, that's true. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, he tells them they they call themselves Inhumans. It's like, uh, Randolph goes, I haven't heard that name in a, or haven't heard that word in a very, very long time. And I was thinking, Inhumans not a common word, but it's not a super uncommon word. Anytime you call someone like super evil, like. Hitler was inhuman to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean... I, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't think that that word would be like... It's not like saying Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, I mean, even the, the very first time we hear the word inhuman in the series, it's... Um, it's Fitz says it right when he's looking at yeah. uh, at Daisy's DNA. Like he doesn't even know that that's what they're called. He just says it's in. Yeah, it's just a complete coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the time that the guy called um, 
the other guy the abom a hero and the abomination, and then he just takes his name. So yeah, <laughs> well, I mean that's kind of like front loading the term. He probably heard that and was like, "Oh, that's a good that's a good name. Maybe I'll keep that." Yeah, probably. Yeah. Versus Inhumans, well, that was that was just around like that was that was pu- full on uh, um, crazy coincidence on Fitz's part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the show was written. Probably not. Yeah, actually. yeah, exactly. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah and then we get a part with uh simmons uh hearing something and stabbing the air and then going to feel better with fitz who will eventually shift and then simmons will stab him in fear so <laughs> gotta be ready for that mm-hmm. yeah 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 but uh simmons has definitely gone through some traumatic experiences yeah yeah considering the very little that we know i mean she has spent three months running from something and she has a shiv, so she's yeah. ready. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time she's slept in three months, as far as we know. That's true. <laughs> she's been running for so long. <laughs> oh, God. She'll be out for a week. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> are you ready to move on to the next storyline? Yeah, I'm ready for all that. All right. This part is, uh, I guess, Daisy's storyline, which we kind of got the beginning and the ending of it. But anyway. Uh, Daisy struggles with her patience as Andrew comes to evaluate another possible recruit to the Secret Warriors. Who I feel fine saying Secret Warriors because that's what they said at the end of um, the season last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we still find out that we find out about Mac and Daisy talking about Joey. Um, that Mac doesn't approve Joey. And also, she he still has to be approved by Andrew. So does does Mac have to approve of them too? I don't know. I I mean, at a minimum, I feel like if he said he doesn't, you know, trust Joey or that kind of thing, you know, someone like Coulson might step in and say no, right? Like, there's there's probably mm-hmm. some back and forth on that. But I don't think Mac yeah. is saying he doesn't trust Joey in like a bad sense. I think he's saying he just doesn't know him well enough to to know if he'd be good on a team, right? Is that where he's going? I guess that, that would make sense. I mean, he is Daisy's partner, and if Daisy's leading this, he'll have to work with these Inhumans as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mac is still a little prejudiced against Inhumans, I think. Doesn't trust them, which is fair. Yeah, he he hasn't had some good uh, experiences, I guess, so far yeah, with except, uh, things not of this world. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the only closest thing they have to an ally in human is Lincoln, and he's just a terrible person. So why would he <laughs> like that? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. So um, so Andrew shows up, uh, coming to check out Joey, and um, apparently he hasn't improved approved anybody yet. Which is because me thinking of who else have they tried to approve for this mission for these missions? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, I don't remember. I'm trying to imagine future episodes, and I don't remember seeing anyone else. But then again, we keep talking about how much we forgot, so I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's one significant character, and I don't know if she's already been like they they introduced this character as if they've been part of this program and they're checking up on the person or if they meet her in the show. Oh, I was not pronounced. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I think I know the character you're talking about and I could have sworn that there's like, like they 
they meet her in the future. Like when I, I don't know if it's when she gets her power. No, no, no. She's had her powers for a while, but like they, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, it's, that's a separate thing. Okay. Like, I don't think yeah. that they already know of her as of now. Well, in that case, who the heck are these other people? I've, you yeah, know, apparently people who aren't good enough to join shield. No, but aren't danger enough, dangerous enough to stay in the base. Yeah. That's true, yeah, because yeah. they, yeah. I guess, they've been released since we never see them. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I feel like Daisy really attacks Andrew as soon as he gets off the plane. She's kind of rudely <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Come on, stop being such a jerk, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not very nice. She, uh, she, what is it? Uh, assumes that he's already trying to analyze her, and they Which can't really have is. a real conversation. Yeah, it's true. Like that. I, is he really, or is that just no, how he talks he at this point? I can't tell, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know enough psychologists. I know one psychologist. <laughs> That's not how <laughs> she talks. But I don't know if she's the outlier or he's the outlier. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, shockingly, uh, Joey's, he declared that Joey's not ready. Which I don't think he would be ready right away. Give him some time. <laughs> because he's still freaking out. Yeah, he's uh, really new to this. Um, and she just wants to throw him out as a weapon? Like, I, I I don't think he can even control his powers yet. Yeah. yeah I mean, he'd melt the plane before they get there. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, Andrew, like, psychoanalyzes Coulson and Daisy and everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I guess he's kind of hard to talk to. But, um, he makes a point that he doesn't, she more wants to make a halfway house for Inhumans. And she, Daisy, makes the point that her mother did that, and it didn't work out well. And I was thinking, maybe it's because her mother was crazy. Maybe if you did it nicely, it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, I, I guess if as long as you go with the uh, not evil way of doing things, you're, you're going to be mm-hmm. better off. Yeah, have some have Probably. some better results. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's about it for the Daisy section before she rejoins Coulson Fitz. Is there anything else you want to talk about for this section? No, no. I mean, it was it was pretty uh pretty small, pretty quick. I'm I'm good. Okay. So we'll move on to uh Agent May and later Hunter. <laughs> um, May is in Arizona helping her father recover from an accident when Lancer arrives to recruit her to resolve some unfinished business. So dun, yeah. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> was not sure if I should make that sound or not. <laughs> unfinished business. Oh no. Like taxes or whatnot. I don't know. Anyway. Um We start off with her dad, she golfing while her dad's watching. Um, I don't have a lot to say about this other than who her dad is. Do you recognize him? You know, I knew I recognized him. I did not look him up like I well, I yeah. meant to. But who is he? He's been he's one of those, hey look, it's that guy. He's yeah. been in a hundred different things. 
but um, like the one I know him is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He was in that back in the day. <laughs> okay, but... was he in John Wick, the first one? Ooh, I could look him up. Because he has a very recognizable voice, and so when I watched this episode later that night, the first John Wick was on, and I was just kind of, I needed some background noise while I was reading some stuff on my laptop, so I just had that on, and I could have sworn he was like, that that might have been him, because the voice sounded really familiar, but he had like a bunch of makeup on and stuff, I couldn't tell, but uh, he was like a doctor or something, sewing up uh, Keanu Reeves. So. No? Okay. Well, then yeah. he sounds really similar. Yeah. Um yeah, he's a, he's also done a lot of voice acting. He was in Mulan with Agent May. He oh. played the advisor to the king that really likes noveling wimpy guy. Uh, okay, I remember him. Okay. Yeah, he was also in Kung Fu Panda and in Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, did he play the same character in Rebels and Clone Wars? No. Unfortunately. Oh. I remember his character in Clone Wars. He was like a um confederate general the confederacy mm -hmm. i don't remember his character in rebels but yeah anyway um yeah we get some uh you know kind of cute scenes with her dad looking at golf and then also um talk like reminiscing about when may used to skate where she found out she preferred um she preferred martial arts because of the padding on the floor and she got to hit people. <laughs> I mean, Just... both of those reasons sound way better. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly in line <laughs> with Agent May. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have Lance uh, walking up to the door, not being sneaky because he's thinking, this is just someone's house, and gets a knife to the neck. And, you know, you look at the knife. That's a pretty high quality knife. I, I don't think it's the best one to cut necks with, but for cooking, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, May seems super paranoid here. I mean, it's yeah. not like, like, she didn't even look at who was there because she would have recognized Hunter. Like, she just mm -hmm. immediately, whoever this random person is, coming to knock on the front door at a reasonable hour of the mm -hmm. day, she decided to to threaten them. I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, look through the people. Yeah, that's an I option. I didn't know if there was one, but come I, don't, on. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if he was knocking on like the back door or something, or a side window, that could make more sense. Or, Coming in or through a chimney, through the window. Yeah, or that. Yeah, that would all make sense. But no, he was doing the standard thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. She, uh, although it is a little bit of Lance's fault. Because he he knows whose house he's going to. You should expect May to be crazy. <laughs> I I guess I don't I don't know. I I have I have a tough time giving it to giving that one. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta think about it. It's it's a it's Agent May. If it was anyone else's house, yeah, you shouldn't expect that. But Agent May, you should. <laughs> all right, I guess that's true. Okay, all right, all right. I'll I'll give it to you. You convinced me. Barely, okay, but good. you have. <laughs> Another point for Tony. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Lance attempts to regroup May. Um, but May's staying because she's paranoid, or at least Hunter kind of alludes to the fact that she's paranoid, that it might have been some agent of Ward's 
who hit her father with a car. And I think that's flawed logic because um, Ward's person would have backed up and kept running him over until he was dead. So. Is that? Because the only reason I'm saying that is that that would be killing someone. In this case, it seems like it would have worked out better because May is out of the game and taking care of her dad. Yeah. This seems better for Ward all around. Like, if that's actually what happened. No, that's true. And then someone later, like, someone described as Lance Hunter, shows up and kills him. So maybe that's why she's all paranoid. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. They have, like, that mask that changes their face. Yep. I mean, she's got to be really wary of that mask, because the girl (laughs) stole her face for a long time. That's true. And there's there's got to be more than one that exists. We know this. We've seen it multiple times. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, she says no, but then her dad convinces her to go and do it. So, yep, they go and do it. <laughs> Yay. She goes and joins Hunter. Yay. And then last <laughs> bit with May is Andrew uh, calls her and tells her that Simmons is alive and she has no reaction. But when she tells Lance, Lance has the appropriate reaction of thank God. <laughs> Yeah, That's crazy son of a bitch did it. Yeah, exactly. Basically, a family member right there. Woohoo! Yep. <laughs> God damn it, may smile. I think it's what, something similar to what he says. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Is there anything else with Agent May and Lance that we want to talk about? Uh, just going through my notes. No, I've got nothing else. I'm good. All right. So the last bit is uh, meet up with our old pal Ward. Ah, oh, good buddy there. Yep. Yeah. Ward recruits a potentially important ally in his mission to rebuild Hydra. So we start off with uh, Ward's uh, joyride <laughs> with this guy on the windshield. <laughs> um, yeah, he seems to be, like, he's talking to his bald friend, who I looked up. His name's Kibo. The actor was in uh, Blade 2, which I haven't seen since probably it came out, so I don't remember him at all in it. Um... But yeah, but he seems to be more angry that this guy bought this car and uses Hydra money and stuff to be greedy and, no, not help Hydra. <laughs> yeah, show off. I, I think the, the big thing Ward was really going for is that, um, you know, the whole show offy thing, that's kind of the, that's part of the reason why Hydra fell previously, because you had too many people that were being like oh look at me i'm so cool i've got money instead of you know people that are like basically all soldiers i, I kind of feel like what, he, what he's going with there right they're all they're all hard they're all tough they they you know can all hold their own in a in a battle yeah yeah and then he, he complains that this guy he bought the car but never used it um which comes out important later because next time we see him they're looking at a ship that he's upset that he's take he didn't take it off a of dock. They're just using it on dock. So I think he's more jealous that these people can buy things, but they don't use their things. You know, so, it really is a waste, I gotta say. Yeah. Next time mm-hmm. we see him, he's going to be attacking a comic book collector who keeps everything mint in box and in packaging. And he's like, what's the point if you don't read them? And he shoots them in the face or something. <laughs> and then he opens them all and reads them. Yep. And then he's there for like a month because it's a ton of comics. Yeah, or he plays with the Star Wars action figures that have never been opened. 
<laughs> he's, he's going pew pew pew. <laughs> he's got the Darth Vader go. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's the episode. That's the deleted scene I want to see. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ward's finally lost it. <laughs> that's that's really his goal this this entire time. He just he just wanted to get all these resources to find someone who has all the toys, and then he can get them and play with them. Yep. All mint in box. And just ruin like oh no, there's three value. No <laughs> Anyway. Um so uh they actually really smartly use rats to make everyone leave the boat. <laughs> Not what I would have thought of, but it's a really smart idea to get all these like prissy people off the ship. Yeah, I guess you can't do like the standard thing of pulling a fire alarm or something, right? So you gotta you gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then Ward quickly incapacitates and murders all the guards and knocks out the kid that he was stalking, apparently. <laughs> um, so, the kid wakes up. I keep calling him the kid because they haven't revealed his name yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he threatens, he has Kibo threaten to torture him to get the passwords to all their money, all their bank accounts. And the kid decides he's not going to take it anymore after like 47 punches in the face. And he gets the upper hand and he doesn't kill Kibo, does he? No, he doesn't. No. He just kind he, of incapacitates he, him. Oh, yeah. He he beats him pretty well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. He puts him go. on the ground before Ward shows up. I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Ward, to show that he's not pure evil... He decides to bring tacos like Garrett said he would do, but never did for him. Mm-hmm. This is a new Hydra. Like I might be able to get behind this one. Yeah. Tacos. I'm pro taco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also find out that this kid is Werner von Strucker. He's <gasps> a kid, the son of can't remember his first name, Baron von Strucker <laughs> from uh, age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also the actor, uh, was in Unbreakable and Glass as the son of uh, Bruce Willis's character. So, hmm. yeah. So he's got you his know, superhero cred. Oh, okay. You know, I've only yeah. seen... Uh, I haven't seen Glass. I've only seen Unbreakable. Uh, but that was a yeah. long time ago. I don't even... I, I barely remember it. I don't even know he had a kid in that one. But... Oh, wait. Does the yeah, kid I... die at the beginning? Was that the whole train accident as part of that storyline? No. No. Because it would be really weird for him to be the same character in glass that just came out this year um no it's the kid like he encourages his dad to be a superhero Uh, okay i recently rewatched it because elise and i went to go see glass when it came out Mm -hmm. so we rewatched that that and we watched split um unbreakable and split are much better than glass it's not a bad movie but it doesn't hold up to the other two gotcha okay it, it opens some really interesting questions, but doesn't answer them well. Oh. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ward uh, decides to bring uh, Ron Strucker into the new Hydra. And so he enrolls uh, Werner in college to take a class from Andrew. Well, I mean, everyone needs a good education. So, yeah. 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 Probably in a <laughs> bid to hurt may they're going to do something to andrew dun dun dun, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. 
So I have a question. Um, so they say that Von Strucker died, right? He's, you know, he's the son of Baron Von Strucker, who's now dead. Mm-hmm. Did we know that he died? Like, I thought he yeah, was just um, taken. No, remember, um, Ultron killed him for no reason at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Oh, that's right. It was a, it happened off screen, and we saw it in his his prison cell. That he was yeah, dead. We, we saw, saw like an image of that. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. All right, that, that's it. Yep. That's all I have. All right, so uh, we good with this episode? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm good. Um, you want to rate it? How many? Um, how many unused cars would you give this episode? D- Does a higher number mean it's worse? No, because you still have the car. Okay, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> um, honestly, I I didn't care as much for this one. I would give it down to a two. Oh wow! I mean, it's it's more set up. Granted, you know, we we get the whole thing. Uh, you know what? No, hold on. Sorry, I'm I'm really just focusing on the second half of the stuff we talked about. If we add in the other stuff with all the shieldies and getting Simmons back. I'll go yeah. somewhere between a two and a half and a three. Like I could, I could go either way on that. But yeah, it yeah, just I, it didn't grab me. It was just a kind of a lot of setup. It answered a little bit from last week's episode, but yeah. No, I really liked the shieldies part. I was going to give it three and a half out of five cars. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I liked it more than you did. I mean, we we were kind of flopped last episode. I didn't enjoy last <laughs> episode as much. So okay. I think it's fair. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, are you good? You good to close out the episode? We'll call it here. Yeah, I'm good. Alright, everyone. This has been Agents of Shield Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, please follow us next week or listen in next week uh, when we will talk about Episode 3, The Wanted Inhuman. In the meantime, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind. And please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Uh, other than that, this has been the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Welcome, my son.